0: This program is made possible by the friends and partners of Unspeakable Joy. My message this morning is entitled, The Devil is on the Loose. The book of Matthew chapter, I almost named it, when the devil gets in the church house. But I'm finding the devil doesn't just get in your mind in the church house. He attacks you at your house. Honey, I think he even attacks you at Waffle House. I can't prove it, but I mean, I feel like everywhere I go, the devil is on the loose. The Bible says in Matthew 12 and verse 22, Then was brought unto him one possessed with a devil, blind and dumb, and he healed him. Insomuch that the blind and the dumb both spake and saw. And all the people were amazed and said, Is not this the son of David? Now, gather in your mind what's just happened. Jesus has done a work, and there's getting ready to be a revival in Galilee. I mean, these people are asking the question: Isn't this the one that they've talked about back there, the son of David? And watch what happens when Jesus does a mighty work. Verse number 24. But that indicates that there is a change in the atmosphere. But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow doth not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. If Satan cast out Satan, he's divided against himself. How shall this kingdom stand? You know what Jesus is basically saying in North Carolina redneck English? How stupid can you be? And it's exactly what Jesus says right there. He said, you're telling me that I cast out the one that came in to oppress this man. Are you crazy? And I'm looking around at what you and I are dealing with in this land today. And there's got to be a better explanation other than the fact that people are crazy. Me and my mama used to have a running joke all the time. She said, you know what, I'm starting to figure out, it ain't everybody else that's crazy. Everybody else can't be crazy. I'm starting to think I'm the crazy one. But brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, there's got to be a bigger explanation for what's going on in our government, what's going on in our people, what's going on in our homes, what's going on in everything that I'm dealing with other than the fact that we're crazy. You know what it is? The devil is on the loose. In Matthew chapter number 12, when you come to chapter number 12, you're going to understand that we've entered into the early to middle part of the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I mean, he's done mighty works. He's healed many people. He has done magnificent things. And all of a sudden, as soon as he does all of these wonderful things... When the people are gathered to him, he's healing sickness and disease. The Bible says they bring to him one that is possessed by a demon. The devil was on the loose. Well, Jesus didn't shudder and Jesus didn't stutter. He looks him in the eyeballs and he releases that man from the oppression of that devil But as soon as revival is about to break out in the people of God, when the devil was not on the loose anymore in that man, the Bible says, but the Pharisees. All of a sudden, the devil goes out of this one and goes into that one. You see, just because a good thing has happened doesn't mean the devil ain't on the loose. We are living in a day where people have gotten so, so biblically uh, unaware, whatever the word is, we actually think that we are fighting battles with flesh and with blood. We are not battling flesh and blood, but principalities and powers. The devil is on the loose. Now, you and I sit here and back in the Bible days, we would look and we would say, all right, how do you know if the devil's on the loose? What is the devil's goal when he comes against people? There's three words I want you to write down in verse number 22. These three words will define how you'll know what the devil's goal is. Number one, the first goal that the devil has in the life of any person that he comes up against, it is the word subjugate. The devil desires to bring people back under his control. You see, it says that man was possessed. He was owned by. He was overrun by. He was defied by. Now, people ask all the time, can a Christian be possessed by a devil? No, a Christian can't be possessed by a devil. Uh, the, the Christian can be worse than that. He can be oppressed by a devil. He can keep you so weighed back down. And I'm I'm telling you, the worst place for a person to be is not out in sin. The worst place a person can be is having been delivered from the power of the devil, saved by the grace of God, and the devil doing everything in his power to draw you back in under his dread sway. I promise you, the most miserable person in this room is not the person that's never been saved. It's the person that has been saved, has tasted of the good grace of God, and has gotten back out in the world. You know why? Because you can't enjoy Jesus and the Holy Ghost won't let you enjoy sin. But the devil's goal in messing with you is to get you back out from under the liberty wherewith Christ has set you free. Can I tell you something? I'm free as a bird this morning. My mind is free as a bird. My thoughts are free as a bird. My heart's as free as a bird. I'm under no power. I'm under no jurisdiction. I got one master. My master is in heaven. My king is on the throne. Jesus is alive. But that doesn't... Mean the devil's not on the loose trying to get me back under his power. You do realize take heed when you think you stand, lest you fall. You do understand the strongest person can be the weakest person in the snap of a finger. The strongest person can fall in a moment in the snap of a finger. The strongest person can mess up in the snap of a finger. And I tell you right now, the devil is on the loose in the people of God in the world in order to bring the people back under his subjugation. Number two. Notice what else it says in verse number 22. This man was possessed by a devil. Number two, he wasn't just subjugated, but he was sightless. The Bible says he was blind. That Greek word blind there, it literally means to cover over with a smoke. You see, the devil's goal in our lives with the things that he does and the way that he comes against and the things that he wants to blind you to what God is really doing in your life. He wants to blind you to what he is really doing in your life. Listen, there are two kinds of people in this room. Number one, there are the people that are trying to see what God is wanting to do. And then there are the people that don't think about God at all. And the devil's working against both of those people. To the people that are on that side, wanting to see God at work in their life, here's what the devil will do. The devil is going to come against you and fight against you in order to cloud the working of God and what you see God doing. Here's Let me give you an example. Y'all are looking at me like I'm making it up. Here's what. Let me give you this example. You see, those that get serious with God and really want God to move in their heart, move in their family, move in their life, move in their work, move in their church, Here's what the devil will do. He'll cloud you over, and he'll distract you with things, and say that ain't God. You know God ain't working, and you're young, and you're young, and want him to come to church. You're young, and want him to take your text message. You're young, and want him to answer your phone. You're young, and want him to respond to you on Facebook. You put up all these things, and you act like somebody's paying attention. Ain't nobody listening to you. You know what the devil's trying to do? He's trying to render you sightless. Can I ask you a question? Where does God work, on the outside or on the inside? The last time I checked, I can't see inside nobody. Therefore, I don't know what God's doing. And the devil, sure enough, don't know what God's doing. But what the devil wants to do is he wants to render you sightless as to what God's doing. And I'm going to tell you something. He'll fight you long enough. He'll blind you to what God's really doing in people's lives. And then on the other side, those people that don't really care about God, he'll blind them to the fact that what's really going on is the working of Satan. Can I just go ahead and make a couple people mad on a Sunday morning? I feel like it'd be a good way to get started off this morning. You do understand what's at work in our nation right now is the power of hell that's fighting in our land. I'm going to tell you, it's over our government, it's over our people, it's over our forces, it's over everything that you're seeing, what you're seeing at work right now in governmental authorities, what you're seeing right now at work in churches, what you're seeing right now at work in the religious world, what you're seeing at work right now in the Hollywood, world, what you're seeing right now at work in the sexual world whatever you want to say, it is the devil at work, it's not, it's not the people advancing, it's not people opening up their eyes, it's not people that are get, getting, getting more progressive, it's the demons and the devils and the forces of hell that are trying to destroy our land I, I'm just telling you we've been rendered sightless We just think if we can get a new president, things will be fixed. Last 19 we've had ain't done nothing but mess us up. You know why? Because we're fighting a bigger battle than a White House. You know why? The devil is on the loose. Can I tell you the third thing the devil's trying to do right now with the people of God? He's trying to silence. What does it say in verse 22 that that man was? He was possessed by a devil, he was blind, and he was dumb. That word dumb is an interesting word in the Greek. When you look it up, it doesn't mean doesn't have the ability to talk. It means that he is so overcome with something that he can't speak. You see, if I don't have the ability to talk, it doesn't matter if I'm happy or if I'm sad, I can't speak. But that word in the Greek, it means he had the ability to speak. He just couldn't get the words out over what was pushing him down. You see, what the devil will do in your life is he'll so build up everything around you and he'll so weigh you down with the problem, with the situation, with the anxiety, with the pain, with the hopelessness, with the fear, with the oppression. You'll shut your mouth to the goodness of God. Here's what I'm telling you. You are the billboard of the good things of God. You are the billboard to the grace of God. And the God of heaven, he's not writing the story of the gospel in the clouds. He's not writing the story of the gospel in the the stars he's not writing the story of the gospel with the angels fluttering you are his mouthpiece you are the words of God that come out through the power of the Holy Ghost you are the display of the grace of God but if he can tear you down and oppress your mind you know what he'll do he'll silence your lips you don't believe me you ever come into church and been so beat down you didn't care whether you wake up or go to sleep. You know why? The devil is on the loose. There are people right now in this church, there are people sitting in this congregation right now. When you have heard that song before, the goodness of God, it was all you could do to keep your pants on your legs. I mean, son, you wanted to take a lapse of fast and make your head spin. But something's on you. Something's beating you. And it silences you. The devil is on the loose. Can I ask you a question? Why would God let the devil get on the loose, Bill? Yeah, I, 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 just, I sat there yesterday as I was writing some of this down. And I was ponding. God, why would you let the devil get on the loose? I love what old, one old country preacher said. He said it like this. He may be the devil, but he's still God's devil. At the end of the day, the devil still bows to the power of God. The devil still cannot do whatever he wants to do. And whatever the devil is allowed to do, he does it because God lets him do it. So, Lord... Why do you let the devil get on the loose? I'll give you three reasons right now, and I'll show them to you here in this verse. Verse number 22. Notice what it says, verse 22 and 23. The first reason that God will let the devil get on the loose in your life is to show you as a display. Ladies and gentlemen, do you know what it says about them? It says about that demon-possessed man. That man's oppressed by a blinding demon. But it says he healed him. It says that he was oppressed by mutiny demon. But the Bible says he healed him. He was oppressed by a man that wouldn't let him think. But the Bible says that he healed him. And everywhere that man went, after that day he met the Lord Jesus Christ and he was healed by the power of God. Do you know what people said? They said, I thought you were blind. He said, whereas I was blind, now I see. He said, I thought that you were mute. He said, yes sir. I used to not be able to talk about the good things of God. But spread the table out. Let me clear me off a spot and tell you how good the Nazarene is. Let me tell you how good the Galilean is. You know what that man became? He was a display of the good grace of God. He became a display of 1 John 4.4. 4. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Now here's what I'm telling you. I know the devil's loosed against you. I know the devil's loosed against your people. I know the devil's loosed against your family. I know the devil's loosed against your mind. I know the devil's come against you but every time you beat back the devil every time you resist the devil every time you get victory over that thing that the devil's put in your path you become a display that there's somebody in you that's greater than he that is against you every time you get up after being knocked down you say I am he, I'm with him there's somebody with me that's better than you devil, bigger than you devil greater than you devil, higher than you devil holier than you devil, more one than you devil, you become a display of the power of God. Yes. Dwayne, I, I was listening Thursday in the airport. I was listening to preacher Kenoy. It was one of the last messages that he preached. And I assume it was here at the church and never really said. But he was so weak, you could hear the pathos in his voice. You could hear the rumbling in his throat. Every breath was forced to preach. And I can't help but wonder, as he walked down that aisle right there, and he walked out that back door, if anybody ever thought, how in the world did that cancer-laden man have enough strength to talk? about the good grace of Jesus Christ. Do you know what that man became in that moment? He became a display that God is greater than cancer. He became a display that God is greater than disease. And you right now, when the devil comes against your family and comes against your marriage and comes against your home and comes against your life, when you stand back up and say, I'm not bending, I'm not bowing, I'm not throwing in the towel, I'm not going by the wayside, I'm not giving up on God. I'm not throwing in on God. God's been good to me. God's blessed me. And there's somebody within me. The devil looks at you and says, well, I guess we can't take him down. But the people around you say, how in the world did they stand? And you become a display of the power of God in your life. Number two, he didn't just use him as a display, but notice what he says in verse number 23. I'll tell you why God lets a devil loose. He wants to disturb people. Notice what it says in verse 23. And all the people were amazed. Let me use a word that you youngins understand. They got shook. Don't act like you don't know what that is, boys. I've been listening. I know what that means. They got rattled. Can I tell you something? When we were dealing with money problems, nobody cared. When we dealt with pandemic problems, nobody really did anything but get scared and fight everybody. But now we're looking around at this nation and we're saying, wait a second. There's something bigger than a Democrat going on. There's something bigger than a Republican going on. There's a devil on the loose. And there's people in this church right now. And you've come not because somebody invited you, but there's something shaking you on the inside saying, wait a second, we're going to have to get this back under control. The devil's come against your family. And all of a sudden, you're realizing a counselor can't help you and the people can't help you and your mama can't help you and your daddy can't help you help you and you get shook to your core i am amazed i'm absolutely amazed sometimes at what god has to do to get our attention you know how i know because i'm hardhead number one you know what god will do god will let the devil loose against you to disturb your psyche You'll start having all these thoughts and you'll say, wait a second, wait a second, what, wait a second. This don't. You know what God's doing? God's disturbing your mind. You know why else God will do it? He'll do it to display. He'll do it to disturb. But number three, he'll do it to draw notice what it says in verse 23 now all of a sudden, now he's been operating now for probably a good year, Jesus has been healing in that area for a good year Jesus has been working in that area for a good year and not one time have they ever thought about going out to him, not one time have they thought about getting to him but now when the demon is let loose and when the devil is let loose and he has power over that demon and he has power over that devil and the devil gets loose, all of a sudden they start saying wait a second, is this not the son of David, is this the Messiah that we have not thought about in years? Is this the Messiah that we've been asking for for years? Here's what I'm telling you God is doing right now. This is why I'm not discouraged. This is why I'm not beat down. This is why I'm not throwing in the towel. Because I know it's getting black out there. I know it's getting bleak out there. I know it's getting dark out there. I know it's getting hard out there. But you know what it's doing? It's drawing people saying, wait a second. Government can't help us. People can't help us. Doctors haven't been able to help us. There's got to be hope. There's got to be something bigger here's what i'm telling you let the stock market crash they'll look for a banker let covid come and they'll look for a doctor but when the devil gets loose they'll start hunting after god that's what i'm telling you right now don't be upset because the devil's loose against you your family your life everything about you it's god trying to draw those people in you've been praying for you know i wrote this down later on in my outline And here's my question. Are you willing to be oppressed for other people in your life to be drawn? Are you willing to fight the devil if it means that God uses that to draw the ones you're praying for to Jesus Christ? Can I tell you something? He fed them with bread. And that didn't get them to ask, is he the son of David? He healed their families of sickness. But that didn't get them to ask, is he the son of David? He walked on water. But that did not get them to ask, is he the son of David? He gave them all types of calming in the storms. But that did not get them to ask, is he the son of David? But when they saw the devil on the loose against him. And he saw him have power over the devil. Have power over the demons. Have power over the darkness of hell. When he saw all of that. When they saw he had power. They said, wait a second. There's something bigger about that man. And I'll tell you what God will do. I can't explain how God does it. I can't explain why God does it. And I can't explain when God does it. But I'll tell you this. When you go through the fires of affliction and when you go through the pains of oppression and when you go through the warring with the spirit and the spirit world and the demons of hell and people see you, not bow down, not give in, not throw in the towel. It does something to them that says, what is it about that God that they serve. It's an amazing thing to me how God draws when the devil pulls. Now I'll give you this, this is really quick. I promise you that's the longest part. You believe that? I wouldn't either. I lie all the time about that stuff. I'll give you four ways you know the devil is loosed against you. Because, beloved, in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, he would fight against the body. But the devil changed his game plan at Mount Calvary. You see, so often now, what we equate to the devil fighting our body is really just bad disease and sickness that's ahead in our nation because of all the mess that we're putting in our bodies. That ain't the devil. You see, the devil's changed his game plan. Now, I, don't, I believe he fights physically. But I don't believe that's the main way he fights. You know how he fights? He fights mentally. He fights between the goalposts. He fights on the battleground in the head. Do you know why? Because in that moment when they said, but the Pharisees it was in that moment the devil changed his game plan you know what he did before that he tried to stop the message he tried to stop the preaching he st- tried to stop what was going on but he realized in that moment I can't let the devil loose against the message so you know what I'll do I'll try to stop the messenger can I help you with something There ain't nothing a Democrat, there ain't nothing a Republican, there ain't nothing the Supreme Court, there ain't nothing that a church, there ain't nothing that a deadbeat preacher, there ain't nothing that a liberal theologian, there ain't nothing that a dead church can do to stop the power of Jesus Christ. There is nothing that can stand against the power of the gospel. All it takes is one man standing up with one book, with one message that Jesus saves to shake a person to their core. The devil knows he can't stop that. So you know what the devil does? When he can't stop the message in your life, he'll stop the messenger. You know who the messenger is? It's you. And that's why the devil is loosed against you. How do you know if what you're dealing with is the devil loose? I'll give you four things, four ways you can know from this passage if the devil's loose in your life. Number one. In verse number 24, we find the first way you know the devil's loosed against you is you will have cast doubt. Something will pop into your mind that will cause you to die. Notice what it says in verse number 24 of this passage. It says, "What? but when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow doth not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. You know what they said? They said, that ain't God. That's the devil. That ain't the lamb. That's the devil. That's not heaven come down. That's hell come up. That is the devil. You know what they were doing? They were trying to get the people to doubt what God was really doing. Here's what I'm telling you. You'll know the devil is loosed in your life when something pops in your mind where you used to have faith. Now you're doubting. You used to have faith. Now you're questioning. You used to have faith. Now you're wondering. You used to have faith. Now you've got all these swirling things about. You've got all these thoughts. It'll come up like this. It'll be something in your heart that'll say, well, maybe that wasn't God speaking to me. Maybe that wasn't God. God giving me a promise. Maybe that wasn't God working in that situation. Maybe it wasn't God that helped me in that thing. Maybe it wasn't God that moved in that person. Maybe it wasn't God. Here's what will happen. You'll be asked. or you, You'll ask somebody. Hey, will you come to church? Or hey, will you consider this? Or hey, will you consider that? And they'll say, yeah, I will. And faith rises up. And then they'll call you a day later and say, I'm sorry, I won't be able to come. And all that doubt... Thunders against your soul. You know what you'll know? That's the devil on the loose. You ready for this? Anything that causes you to doubt, God's at work in your life is from the devil. Anything that causes you to doubt, listen to me now, hear me well. Do not doubt in the dark what God promised you. In the light if God gave it to you when you were thinking clearly don't let the devil make you doubt it when all hell comes against you can I tell you something it's mighty hard to get a promise when you're in the fire that's why you got to take a promise with you into the fire too many people, we don't seek God before. Too many people, we don't walk with God before. Too many people, we don't do enough before. And we get in that problem, get in that pain, and we say, God, speak. It's hard to hear the voice of God when everybody else is swirling around you. But you'll know the devil's on the loose in your mind, in your marriage, in your family, against your kids, against the church, against the people, against your life, when all of a sudden now you're doubting the goodness of God. He cast out. Number two, he doesn't just cast out. You'll know the devil's on the loose in your mind when he sows division. Notice what it says in verse number twenty-five. Verse twenty-five, and Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, "Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not." Stand, The people had looked at Jesus and they'd said to Jesus, they'd said, Jesus, you didn't cast out that devil by the power of God. You did it through the power of the devil. He said, fool, why would the devil cast out the devil? Everybody that is divided is going to fall. What's the devil's mission in your life? To get you to fall. Therefore, guess how you fall? When there's division. Are you ready for a line? I hope somebody writes on Facebook and tweets it. You ready? Anytime you divide from someone you're supposed to love, you know the devil is in it. Anytime you pull away from the person you're supposed to draw close to, the devil's the one making you do that. Any time you have hatred towards somebody that you're supposed to love, you know the devil is the one sowing that. Any time that you say they're the problem, that you're supposed to be saying, I will carry your burden, you can know the devil is the one sowing that. Y'all are killing me this morning because I'm preaching a lot better than y'all are listening. <laughs> let, let me see if I can put this down in shoe leather. You Ready? How many of you know that the Bible says husbands love your wives? How? As Christ loved the church. Fellas, have you ever had that moment she does something that just irritates a pure fire out of you? Now I haven't, but I'm asking you if you ever have. And you're You'll be riding down the road. And it's like somebody whispers in your ear. She's always causing problems for you. Yeah. Don't don't sit. You know I'm telling the truth. We sit there like it doesn't happen to us. And if you give in to that, it goes further. She doesn't understand you. She doesn't get. What makes you tick? She doesn't work and pull her weight in this marriage. She doesn't operate in this marriage. She's not giving it 100%. Now we're cooking with peanut oil, ain't we? Do you know where that stuff comes from? It's sown by the devil. You know, there'll be people in the church and man, you'll be in the church and somebody will say something, somebody will do something, somebody will operate in a way and it'll hurt you, it'll harm, it'll make you want to quit, whatever it is. And something rises up in you. Normally about the time that you're getting ready to get over it, normally about the time the Holy Ghost has brought healing to your soul, something will rise up in you and say, if they would just leave, this church would go on a lot better. If that, I'm telling y'all, I'm going to sit in somebody's lap right now. You know I'm preaching it a lot straighter and you're listening to it. If that person wasn't in this church, the Holy Ghost would move. I promise you, if you've got that attitude, the other person is not the one you need to be worried about in the church. Yeah, yeah. You know how I know? Because it happens to me all the time. You'll have kids that grow up, become teenagers, and turn into college kids. And something inside of you, it'll say either one of two things. When they kindly start bucking, they they kindly start doing this. They'll say, draw a line. Don't bend. Be hard. Stand stalwart. Or on the other side, it'll say, now listen, if you stand up at all, you know they're going to never come back. You know what the devil's done? He's sowing division in something you ought to be loving. Anytime in your life something's trying to divide you, what the Holy Ghost married you to or sowed you to or planted you with, the devil is on the loose. Can I tell you? Now, I'm not saying I've conquered this. But I'm telling you the best way I've ever found to beat division is the one the devil is trying to divide you from at that moment needs you the most. So love them the hardest. When the devil is trying to tear you from that person at that moment is when they need you most so therefore instead of dividing from that person in that moment love them the most now men here's what that looks like that looks like when she's bowed up like a bull and man she's ready to gore you inside and I mean rip you up one side and she tells you don't come near me don't look at me it's at that moment something inside of you says you better not you stand your ground she doesn't understand you she doesn't know what you're going through she doesn't care about you that's a devil trying to sow division. It's at that moment you've got to push through that and love her harder at that moment no matter what she says. You know why? Because we cling to the promise. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave Himself. And how many of you know, aren't you glad, sitting here right now, that the Holy Ghost didn't push you away when you were pushing Him away? Yeah. You'll know the devil's on the loose when division is being sown. You know, there's a lot of people right now that I could be mad at. But there's not one person in this world that I have a reason why I should not love them. Now, I'm not saying I'm good at all that. I'm just telling you, when division pops up in your mind and heart, the devil's on the loose. I got to go. I mean, I, I should have turned this into a series. Can I give you one more? I'll preach on the other one one day i got four, I'll give you three. It's how you'll know the devil is on the loose. Number three, it's in verse 28 and 29. Here's how you know the devil's on the loose. He will lessen the power of divinity in your life. Verse number 28, here's what he says. Or verse number 29, rather. Or else how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods? except he first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house. Here, you know what he's saying? He's saying, how in the world can I be subject to the devil when I just overcame the devil? You know what they were trying to do? They were trying to lessen the power of God in the minds of the people. I'm going to tell you something. If you ever get a glimpse of how big God is, it'll be mighty hard to turn back from him. I'm telling you, when you finally get a glimpse of what God can do, when you finally get a glimpse of what God's desiring to do, and when you finally get a glimpse of what God's able to do, it's going to be mighty hard for the devil to throw something in your path. Here's why. Because when he throws a mountain, you'll say, I ain't scared of that mountain. I done seen God move five mountains. But when he tells you this mountain is bigger than that mountain, you'll say, you know what? I don't really care how big this mountain is. I got a mountain moving God. I got a river tracing God. I got a star flinging God. I got a sun building God. I have got a God that can do anything. So instead of him showing you how big this mountain is, he'll look back here and say, you know God really didn't overcome that. And if he did that one over there, he can't conquer that. It'll look something like this. He'll say, God, go get my family. Holy Ghost, put my family back together. Something sows in your ear and says, now look, your family's a little bit different this situation's a little bit different your kid don't even care about church your daughter she's not really into the god and at that moment the devil is trying to lessen the power of god in your life can I ask you a question How many in this room right here? Don't raise your hand. How many in this room right here? you got a son or a daughter that is not right with God and you've had faith at one time and the moment you have faith within a day, something pops in your head that says, wait a second, you know God can but He probably won't. Or God isn't able. You know what that is? That's the devil on the loose. I'm reminding you right now that the God that sent revival in the 1720s and 1730s and the 1680s and in the 1850s and the 1880s and in the 1930s and in the 1950s and in the 1980s, the same God that sent revival back then is the same God that can shake this nation to its core right now. And people will tell you all the time, it's a different nation. You're right. But He's the same God. God, 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 God can't touch my family. God can't touch my house. God can't touch my home. Yeah, your family is different, but He's still able because it's the same God. The devil's on the loose. The devil's on the loose. The devil's on the loose. I wonder who is He fighting in this house right now? Who in this house right now has been fighting? And you didn't even know it. You thought they were the problem. You thought that was the problem. You thought, and really the whole time it's the devil been chirping in your ear. Because the devil's on the loose. The devil's on the loose. The devil's on the loose.